Hello, everyone. Today we have Teresa Aquia Fenn here with us to share more about her fashion company, Aquia's Boutique, and to discuss sustainable fashion. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm very happy to be here today. It's wonderful to be with you. So for our first question, we always start off by trying to get a better sense of our guest's personal style. So if you were a article of clothing, or what is your favorite article of clothing um, and why? I would say my favorite uh, article of clothing would be a dress. I really like a long dresses, flowy, and also that lighter and bright colors. I think that's my personality because I always love bright stuff. And so dresses are always be my first options that I like, yeah, would be bright, yeah. That is a great choice. So moving into more about your business, how did you get the idea to start Aquia's Boutique? Well, I come from Ghana, and so I moved to Madagascar, and I lived there for over 19 years. And as I was there, I noticed that the people are selling you know, bags, baskets locally, which are made with raffia and straw. And also with friends that I start meeting, I noticed that people also know how to weave because people grow up with their grandparents where they already weave in. But the problem is people don't really have the means of buying the raw material. So I thought it would be nice just to have few ladies start working together. And that was when I have an idea of starting my business. Yeah. And so I do work with the local women back there, yeah. Wow, that's great. It, it sounds like you were very inspired from your experience there um, and that inspiration turned into your whole business. So tell us more about the process of working with the women in Madagascar to design your bags. What is that like? Well, the process is uh, since I live here, we've been working together and I always think about these 20 ladies that I work with. Uh, as I said earlier that they can do everything that you give to them, but they don't know, uh, they don't have money to start with. So I do my own design and once I get all the design done, I send it to them and also I come in where I support them by giving them seed money so they can use this money to buy all the raw materials that we need, which I already mentioned that we use raffia mostly and then straw to make everything. So once they get everything, get my design, they're able to make it. And once they finish, they mark it up and then we just buy it all back from them. And so that helped them. I always say it's not just me helping them. I would say we're helping each other because they can get something to work on and give it back to me and I can sell it. And once they get it, they sell it to me. So that way we're helping each other. And that's how we do Yeah, That's great. It sounds like such a, a wonderful partnership that you're able to um, support them in, in making those bags and then also sell them here. So I agree. It sounds like a really great win-win experience where you each help each other out and, and then um, and then benefit all around something so beautiful like the, the bags that you create. Yeah. Uh, so that's really amazing. 
So I know the company is named after you, um, your African name, Aquia. So does that name have a meaning? Yes, it does have meaning. It's funny because in, in back in Ghana, each kid, either a girl or boy, are named by the day that they're born. Well, I was happy to be born on Wednesday. And so Aquia is a Wednesday baby girl. And I like it because it's short. And I didn't want to have a company which when I make so long names that people won't even be able to recognize or to remember. So I thought I'll just use my own name. So either you call me or you call my company. It's the same person and it's super short. So every time when people ask me about my name, when I say a queer, they say, oh, that's so pretty. It's so short. And so that's why I come up with that. Yeah. Wow, that's very neat. And I feel like I learned a little bit more too about um, your culture and the way that they they name people. So it, the title also can provide a little education, I, I think, for for consumers um, when it comes to connecting with your bag. So, and it, it is a really, really beautiful name. I had never heard it before. So um, it definitely sticks in my mind as something unique and feels even more meaningful now that I know where <laughs> it comes from. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. So I wanna hear more about your designs specifically. How are your designs developed? So, um, you know, people mostly nowadays, they design with computers and all this, and I don't do that. I just design by hand. So I, I do all my design just by hand. And also I always think about different colors, bright colors. I like nature, I like flowers. And so once I'm done, I always think about other people where it's not just one color. I like bright colors, but at the same time, I think about where I don't do just for one color. So I kind of mix it so people can choose what they want to buy. So that's how I come with all different my drawing. It's all just hand drawing. Yeah. So I give people opportunities to choose the colors that they, they, they like. Nice. That's great. And I think we all connect to certain colors more than other people. Like they say, you know, certain colors go well with your skin tone. Certain yeah. colors can mean something. So, you know, having that variety um, can be yeah. good so we can pick something we really enjoy. And so it's all hand drawing that I do uh, kind of old school for mine. <laughs> That's so impressive. Do you hand dry it just with pencils or paint or what? Yes, I do pencils with all different colors to get the shape out. And yeah, that's how I do it. Yeah. Wow, that's very cool. And then all the bags are made out of a material called raffia. Can yes. you describe um, more about what that is and where it comes from? Yeah, so raffia, if you look, a lot of uh, it's part of Africa or mostly Madagascar. Raffia tree grows, it looks like palm tree. If you're familiar with palm, it's in the same um, species, but it's just a little different. They have a little fibers where every year they have to harvest it by just going up there and strip them and dry them and then it comes to the, de the technique of um, just dye it and then after you can weave it or loom it and from there you can use it from hat 
doing all different things. Also, it's very um, it's very good. It's the fiber that would sustainable. You don't have to. It's not like breaking the tree or anything. So yeah, so that's what we use, which is raffia. Yeah. Wow, that's fascinating. You'd have no idea that that you know bag suddenly was a, a palm tree at some point, yeah. and and that it turns into yeah. this beautiful leaf bag. Yeah. The fiber is very durable, yeah. That's awesome. Um, and so I know you talked about the colors of the bags earlier and that you have these very bright colors. So I, I imagine that the the palm and the, the raffia is all kind of one color. So what are the women using to dye the bags and to create that bright color? Yeah, that's a good point. So the Madagascar, you know, over the ancestry, they always use, they use a lot of different berries that they collect. And then also they use some tree bugs, which have different colors, and then they'll boil them together and they do their own techniques and can separate some colors and mix others after they boil together. And then they come up with some all different pretty colors. And so that's how they use it to make all the colors with the raffia, yeah. Wow, so it's all also like nature and natural yes. materials for the dye. Yeah. That's very cool. Can you share with us what's, you know, certain pieces of nature, what color that would make? So um, sometimes they will use, even they use uh, beads, like they will take a bead and then they have other berries that I don't know the name and then they mix it and they can get, it's not like rose color. So that's why when we come, their colors, like I would sell a basket and I would say, this is blue. And people would say, oh, I think it's half a little bit of um, uh, purple. It's just because of how they do their techniques of dyeing. So they always, their colors always be, each basket is always be unique. They don't really have specific, like it comes, you think, but they're very beautiful at the same time. Yeah, that's how they come up with their colors. That's very cool. I mean, the colors are so bright. So it's yeah. amazing to me that it's coming from just those berries combined with beans, yeah. like you said. And it, it definitely sounds like there's not like some factory experience where they're yeah. auditing to perfect perfection. You know, yeah. We, yeah. You, let yeah. The, yeah, yeah. you let the nature kind of bring out whatever yeah. color it, it's going to do. In so. fact, when they do colors, it's always like outside. You see a big basin that they boil and this together, right? Boiling. And after they dip um, kind of a section of what they want that color to be. And then after they put and they toss it in there over there. So it's that line, they, they put different things. And then once they then they put another uh, size of heat and that give all the shape, the shape. So that's why they do it. Yeah. Wow. It is such an impressive process. <laughs> I'm just uh, <laughs> amazed how it, how it all comes together. Um, so since you're hand drawing the original designs, how similar do the bags end up looking to your original design um, when the women are making them? And so they're not right, like exact the same because they are, the way they make it, they make it on their own way, but coming a little bit the same. But I like it that way because each one have their own unique way of putting it together and that's why they're all unique. So they're not exact. Like the, you know, the design that I gave, it looks similar, but because they have their own way of making it and that make it very unique and different. 
It's very cool. It sounds like these women kind of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The way it's all, all unique, you know, maybe you have a vision in your head, but they, you know, turn it into something maybe a little bit different and, and bring themselves. Yeah. In. You can see like uh, this year I was uh, trying to, because a lot of, sometimes I listen to my own clients. Like a lot of people say, no, no, you're in Arizona. Why don't you make swatters? And so it took me time. I make a swatters. And they try, they make it, finally, they, they, you know, they can make it quite similar for my design, but it's not exactly. And I like it that way because they show how they can do it but on their way, and it look just the way it looks is fabulous. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh. That's awesome, and and they come out come out beautiful. So whatever you're doing it, it is working. <laughs> so it, it works, yeah. Don't be yeah. picky. It's good, yeah. Because these people they don't have machines, so what is you know they're good. Yeah. yeah, but there's a value, like you said, in that handmade experience. I mean, it's hand-drawn, it's handmade, right? Everything is is made by hand, and that's what leads to then the yeah. uniqueness um, and, and being able to say this truly is one of a kind, and, and that's an awesome thing. Thank you. That's great. So um, I want to talk more about this material, raffia, because it's so cool that it's coming from nature. So how did the process of using raffia as a material start? Like, what is the history of this material? So I know when I was in Madagascar, like what I said earlier, I've seen a lot of people in their houses, they have a basket. So the history has been in the families over years, decades. And so they be using it. And also they know that it's sustainable. It's not something that you're going to cut and throw it away or anything. So they really, it's very worth it that they use it. It's very light. It's very, um, I mean, it's very uh, light and bright. It depends on what color. It's also solid. And also being sustainable, I think is very good that people using it that way. It's durable at the same time, yeah. So it has been decades that people are using it in Madagascar. And I know that something like that, it's not like you're going to cut it, you know, the forest that you can strip it and it grow back and they just harvest it, yeah, so. Absolutely. In the sustainable fashion community, we talk a lot about the concept of circular fashion. And so if you're taking something from the, the earth, are you able to replenish that, that resource as opposed to just taking and then like adding more waste <laughs> to the world? So it, it sounds like raffia is this type of circular material you you take from the earth but eventually it probably biodegrades back into the earth and then you can regrow that that palm so you're really not you're yeah. not you know stripping of the earth you're you're taking but you're also replenishing yeah. and they only do that once a year so you have another you know you have all three year all long to to get it leaves back and also they only take the fiber just the little ones they don't cut like the whole thing. They straight just the fiber, the very soft one, and then it starts sprouting again. And it's a big tree, like like I said, like a big palm tree. Wow. How do they get up there? Some of those trees can be so tall. Yeah, they're big. They're big and they're all over because they grow just naturally. They just, they have little seeds. So when the, the seeds fall, then they keep growing. Yeah. 
So. Oh, nice. That's that's very cool. That's I think that's support people. So it's not something that they need to cut. They know that if they keep it, they can reuse it every year and make their life a little easier for them. Yeah, that's very cool. And you said that they only um, will strip that just just once a year. So do they just like store all of the yes. material? Yeah, they strip that. And because it's a big place that they're all over Madagascar, there are a lot of uh, raffia everywhere since it grew naturally. And so they do heat and they store it and then they will weave it and then they put it away. And when they need something, then they can use it out of it. Yeah. Nice. It sounds like it's very abundant in um, Madagascar. But there are a lot of a lot of trees, so so yeah. that's great. Um, so I know that um, I mean you're, you're clearly so creative that you've been able to kind of coordinate and, and pull these women together and find a material. But I know that running a business is not always easy. So tell me a little bit. You know what has been um, some of the the most challenging parts of running running a business as an entrepreneur. Oh boy. <laughs> just all the way from Madagascar to here, trying to get everything here wasn't easy at all. The paperwork, I'm going to get, you know, they're already ready to do everything, how to even transport it, the paperwork and everything. It was a little hard, but I always said, if you keep your mind to do something, and also I always promised these ladies that wasn't going back by stopping. So it was hard, but... I went through it with their help, you know, that they're positive doing what we wanted to do and that got me through. So uh, to be honest, it wasn't easy, but now here I am with them, keep working, yeah. It's so. good, it sounds like you have a lot, had a lot of support and also some motivation too, yeah. right? I, I need to make this happen for those women. Exactly, yeah. That's great. That's it's good to have a motivating uh, motivating factor to get through some of those challenging parts. So that's wonderful. I feel like I've learned so much about um, your business so far, and I'm just amazed hearing all the details of how you're putting together these handmade um, bags. So we we always have um, at the end of our podcast have our guests give a little bit of advice um, to our <laughs> listeners. So um, most of our listeners are looking to shop more sustainably. So shop more handmade the way you are or um, shopping garments that have the environment in mind. So from your perspective, why do you think uh, consumers should shop sustainably? I think uh, for me thinking shop sustainable is something that you know that you're not harming the environment. You know, you buy a bag which is made out of raffia or any nature thing, you because you grow back and you're not harming the environment. So I think if everyone could, they should try to think of buying, you know, shopping sustainable because it's only what I can think of, you know, at least you're not harming anything. Whatever you buy, even if you go back, it's just gonna be go back to the earth anyway rather than going and buy plastic where you, you know, you harm in environment, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, we don't want to think that something, our our purchase is going to have a negative impact. So you're right, exactly. when you shop sustainably, you know, you're, you're conscious of where it came from and you know that, that it's going to do good, so. That's, that's what I love about what I do, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can feel good about it, right? <laughs> 
That's awesome. Um, and so you're, you know, an incredible business owner. You've, you've been at this for a while. So what advice do you have for others who are thinking about starting their own business? My advice to everyone out there, if you're planning to do any business, don't be afraid because it can be challenging for the beginning. But if you, you know, you keep yourself together and focus that you like to do it, I think you can do it. If I can do it, you can do it. <laughs> so, yeah, don't give up. Like what I said, there will be challenges where I say, you know, what papers do I start? And, you know, you can start buying stuff or start doing something and you don't even know where to sell it yet. And things can little by little. So don't be afraid. There will be up and downs, but keep it up. And one day it will be paid off for you. Yeah. So. Wow so much wisdom in in that statement and you're certainly an inspiration of somebody i think who was determined and, and had a mission and and made it happen and now you have this incredible business supporting women over in madagascar and you know you're helping consumers make a conscious sustainable choice so you know you're you're a real a real role model um and your <laughs> and your bags are just amazing so last question for you how can our audience find you how can they shop the gorgeous bags get in touch with you well we, i do have a website and it's www.aquiasboutique.com and so aquia so that people know because sometimes they don't know now, a queer spell is A-K-U-A-S, boutique. And also, you can find, follow us on our um, Instagram, because I do a lot of shows. So you can find us and even can look and see all the bag behind to choose something. Also, you can follow us on our Facebook. And so I work on trade, all those things. And also, the fourth thing is, we do shows around the valley. So every Saturday you can find me right at Arrowhead Farmers Market. And Fridays you can find me at Sun City West Farmers Market. Uh, if you want to call me direct, don't be hesitant to call me anytime I'll pick it up. Just call me at 651-354-5419. And so that's my uh, contact. You are so awesome, Aquia. And I definitely encourage all of our listeners to go check you out at one of those, the farmer's markets, or at least see you on Instagram. I, I think if they're going to pick a bag with how many options you have, being able to see it in person too and, and find the one um, can, can be really helpful. So I'm just so grateful that you joined us um, on our podcast today. Keep, you know, making, making these beautiful, beautiful bags. And um, I hope that um, our listeners enjoyed learning more about the story and your process, because I know that I am sitting here blown away right now at how, how cool it is. Um, and I can't wait to look at some more bags myself um, after our recording. Thank you so much, Madeline. I'm very, very proud to be here. And I just want to thank you to, you know, bear with me with my bad English. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. You spoke loud and clear and um, shared some beautiful stories. So <laughs> shouldn't feel shy at all. You were awesome. Thanks. <laughs> Great. I'm going to end the recording here.